Welcome to Stories of Hope. This is a podcast by the Dream Center. Where you will hear from people who have stories that once seem hopeless. People whose stories of redemption and life transformation are so powerful, they can only be possible by the power of Jesus. All right, everybody, welcome back to Stories of Hope. I'm one of your hosts, Brady, here alongside Sarah. Hey, guys. And this week, we're super excited to bring in one of our volunteers who's been with the Dream Center for a couple years, Um, Jonathan Rasmussen. Welcome to... Did I say your name right? Okay, great. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Super excited you're here today. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, like I said, he's been teaching um, some Bible studies and some other classes here for, what, three, four years? About two years. About two years. About two years. Okay, great. 2021. 2021. So yeah, as we get into this today, I would love to just start off with some of your personal testimony, some of your background. Go from there. Yeah, that works. So let's jump into yeah, it. Yeah, let's go All for right. it. So I would say probably when I was a kid, you know, my family came from the islands of Samoa. And so my dad wanted to give, at least at that time, my brother and my mom a better future. Mm-hmm. So he came to America. I'm the first generation born not too far away, North Carolina, Fort Bragg, Fayetteville. As uh, we grew, we did pretty well in the Samoan communities, but when we kind of went to other communities, it got a little challenging. For example, when we moved to California, that's when things got popping. Right. What I mean by that is like family members being in gangs and, and seeing some of the tragedies on, on the streets. Mm. I wasn't any brave like my siblings. For me, um, they were more vocal. They were brave and bold. Me, I was more insecure and shy. Right. And that's kind of what led me to the Lord because back then I was like depressed, mm. a lot of issues. Matter of fact, even the academic levels, I was uh, some ESL, English as a second language. Yeah. Mm, what other things were going on? There's a speech class. Right. I also went to the Special Olympics. Not many people know that. Okay, Fun I fact, didn't even know that. It's yeah. kind of weird, but all that to say, I just had some issues in the academic level as well as in life. And, and you know, if things are unchecked with depression, it leads to suicide. Right. So I had that. But when I came to Jesus, he changed me. Yeah. It was a different flavor. Yo, I can imagine, or I imagined back then, um, I'm trying to describe it. I'm struggling no, yeah. with the words, but uh, I came to know Jesus Gave me a new identity, adopted in his family. Mm. Yo, it was beautiful. I think one thing that changed me is that I wanted to give back. Mm. I didn't know how that looked like. Uh, I served in the church, whether it be sweeping, doing other things, and someone uh, gave me the opportunity to lead a study and and preach, and I I enjoyed it. I wanted to do more of that. So that's kind of like a hodgepodge of my story. No, that's awesome. Uh, What did it look like? So obviously in South Carolina now, been here for how long have y'all been here 2015 2015 so what did what what brought you guys to south carolina what made the move across the country into a new i mean really a whole new probably way of life yeah 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 (laughs) it's different so i had the privilege of finishing up at school and did some interviewing for pastoral jobs and so there was a guy in clemson Mm -hmm. pastor davis and connected really well and so that's what brought me here so i moved my family all the way from uh, Vacaville, which is near Sacramento. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been to Vacaville yeah. a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. So traveled there to here and lived in Central. Um, but I was pastoring for almost two years cool. and transitioned to the church planning. Yeah. And that's where I went to Cross Point Church now. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So there's a ton more to your story than just <laughs> yes. meeting Jesus and all that. So um, you had some 
some health situations and conditions come up the last few years. Yes. Yes. You want, you want to walk through that a little bit? Yeah. So like I said, uh, cross point, they do church planning and we were going to move to Charlotte, North Carolina mm-hmm. in 2019. But on May 31st, I'll never forget the date. Basically uh, as a veteran, I go to Anderson to get my blood work. Nothing unusual. It was unusual 12 hours later, and that was 9 a.m. 9 p.m., I get a phone call from the hospital in Columbia, the VA hospital. And basically, they said, Jonathan, you need to go check in. And I thought it was a prank call or something like that. They said, you need to go to the ER because your numbers don't look good. And he also said, you might want to pack a bag because you're Mm going to be there for a while. And he was right. It would take about a week in the hospital, ICU. Uh, Basically, they had to pump blood because my blood levels were low platelets and so i didn't know i was actually dying they diagnosed me with a rare disease called aplastic anemia yeah basically one in a million people will get it uh, there's different severities i had one of the worst scenarios so basically my white cells is killing my body so when the treatment began they would you know it'd be like two to three times a week to get blood transfusion just Jeez. to survive and then I would have two appointments a week. So that spanned for the last four years. On May 31st would be either four or five years. Wow. Yeah, so they had to pump chemo. Uh, I know I'm jumping around because it's a fog with a lot of stuff that happened. Yeah. But I remember distinctively that um, it was probably October. And they were pumping chemo into my body. And it was supposed to be four, five days. But something went wrong the second day. Wow. And that's when uh, I thought I was going to die. And I remember looking as they were hauling me out to do some other procedures. I, I remember saying, hey, can I get a moment to say I love my wife, Ashlyn, and, and didn't know if I was going to survive. I remember uh, when the journey of taking pills, when they, you know, from a five-day treatment to a three-week period in the hospital in Greenville. I remember they gave me pill forms for the chemo called cyclosporin. Yo, I had to take, like, 52 pills a day. Jeez. Wow. And I couldn't mix them. Man. And so they were time spread and I had to wake up like 6.30 to take the first set. Wow. To all the way to like anywhere from 6.30 p.m. Mm. It was rough. I don't know if this all makes sense. No, yeah. yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, even thinking through when you were, I mean, just the time that we've known each other, been a yes. year and a half or so. Yes. I mean, even to see the restoration of your body just from when we started classes back up post-COVID, when you came back into, I mean, the last few months, I mean, when we first sat down and started having conversations, oh, yeah. the like brain fog that you mentioned yes. was so much worse than it was now. Yes. yes. And, um, I mean, I'm, I literally have seen God restoring your body over yes. the last year and it's crazy. Uh, just this past July, I came off the chemo. Yeah. So definitely praise the Lord for that. Yeah. You're right. The brain fogs. I remember here, the dream center was putting back the training wheels mm, to yeah. teach because uh, it was a new normal. I remember the first class and there was like two or three guys and the rest were women. And I shared with them with a mask on saying like, Hey, if you're sick, please let me know. I need right. to stay far away from you. I could die. Yeah. And I remember saying um, that I stutter and I forget. And lo and behold, when I would teach, I would stutter and I would forget. Right. And they were gracious, you know, understanding my circumstances. I'm really grateful uh, the Lord has brought me through a lot. Yeah, it's awesome. So during that time when you were going in and out of doctors and stuff, what were your thoughts? Like what was going through your head? What were you thinking? How were you feeling? I was feeling miserable. To be honest, there were a couple of times I remember at the dining uh, table where I can't even explain it, where I was tripping. 
So I would excuse myself. I would just go into my room and I would cry, put on some headphones, and I would just yell silently because I didn't know what was going on. Right. It was, it was traumatic. Um, not only that, I just remember not knowing how to engage people. Matter of fact, we, the doctor basically said no longer could go back to work. We isolated ourselves. We were reclusive. Our families didn't go to church. We just stayed hunkered down. And that was 2019. Right. And then 2020, the global pandemic happened. I remember this verse, Philippians 1.21, to live is for Christ and die is gain. That good, was yeah. what was up. Like I mentioned, when I was young and that whole idea of trying to commit suicide because of depression, I just knew that I didn't have a better picture. Whereas now, I couldn't do anything, and I was prepared to die. Right. I was like, yo, if I'm going to die, hey, I'm going to be in paradise. I'm going to be with Jesus. And so I was really grateful for that. Yeah. But four or five years later, the Lord has me here, which I'm grateful yeah, no, that's awesome. So, live as Christ, die as gain. So, let's talk a little bit about Steadfast Hope, yes. which is the ministry that you started and are yes. leading. And um, give us a little bit of background on kind of what that looked like, how that came to be. So, the Genesis is kind of birthed out from my sickness. I knew that mentally I wasn't even ready. I had some mental issues, the anxieties and everything, and I was still battling with, you know, health issues. So I knew I wanted to get back to work, but how would that look like? Mm -hmm. you know, church planning was not in the picture no more. I wasn't even fit to do a part-time job. So I was figuring, like, how can I, one, get back to working? Because it was kind of therapeutic. So Steadfast Hope, the idea behind that was to basically reach men. Right. Uh, from ministry to even couple with what I learned through my health experience. And so our mission is to encourage and equip men to enjoy a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You think about relationships. If there's no encouragement, you know, you don't pass go. Right. Uh, for me, uh, when I see someone encouraged, there's this uh, transparency, this uh, trust. And the next level with Steadfast Hope is the equipping part where we just want to come in and, and help men out. Yeah. So they could do better. Uh, steadfast is a Hebrew word. Mm -hmm. It's unwavering commitment. Unwavering recruitment, God's coming to us. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so good. I like that. So it's the chesed word. And so I knew that I, I, I loved that word and valued that. Matter of fact, we named our fourth child. His middle name is chesed. Wow. And the word hope actually has a double meaning um, from the New Testament, you know, expecting Jesus' return. So it has that same flavor. But the is an acronym. H-O-P-E is helping others prosper eternally. Wow. So we know that people are not going to accept the message that we bring, but we do want them to know that we are distinctive. Right. So that's how kind of Steadfast Hope came about. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. That's incredible. What does your life like now with your health and how are you feeling? Like where are you kind of at with all of that right now? Where's your journey at right now? I would say I still have residual effects. Mm -hmm. Some days, you know, I think, a couple of weeks ago, I had two migraines. Never had that before. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get fatigued. And even though when people see me as a big guy, they think like everything's good, but it's not. You know, one of the things is I, I love playing sports. I enjoy it. Yeah, uh, I'm barely getting to two minutes a jog. That's as far as I come. Whereas right. before, I could just run easily. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things. Praise God, I'm off all the pills. Yeah, uh, that's incredible. From 52 to nothing is pretty That's pretty, pretty good. That's a, that's a big number to nothing. Yeah. Um, I still have issues that I'm still trying to navigate. Yeah. I don't know if that helped. Oh, yeah, absolutely, crazy. yeah. That's great. It's, it's also probably just going to be one of those things where, I mean, your body's going to recover slowly from that much at one time as well. 
well, to give it the perspective, so, you know, a set of stairs is about 12 steps. And I remember when this journey began, I could only get to the third step. Wow. Literally. You know, I had to take a breather. Matter of fact, uh, you know, this room is about 20 feet. Uh, I remember just getting 20 feet. Yeah. This is all I could do. So, like, in 2021, I began to w- walk. Couldn't be in the sun. That's another thing. I don't know wow. if I mentioned that. So, mm-hmm. I had to take vitamin D3, like 10,000. I use high doses of stuff. Jeez. So I'd wake up like around 3.30 to go for walks. Mm. And then after three years, I'm at two minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah. I hope that. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Wow. The restoration in that in itself is incredible. Uh, it's hard because it's ongoing and not many people know that, especially yeah. the mental part. Yeah. Um, just being here, I feel a little bit more comfortable because I know you. Right. Uh, whereas if I go to a new spot, I, I stutter, I get a little panicky and... It's hard. Yeah. It's challenging. Well, I mean, My wife hey. knows the story of everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's even one of those things that as we're sitting here, like, you're not stuttering. Like, there not is, at all. There is so not much it. clarity in how you're communicating and, and what confidence. you're sharing. So much confidence. So much confidence. I appreciate that. And so even that's like, again, because when I first met you, that was so much of like the first few like little bumps oh, in the yes. road just with oh, us yes. figuring out what was next was, oh, yes. all right, how do I support and help you through Figuring this out. So, I mean, even. And you've helped me along the the journey, you know, giving me resources and helped me even, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, you know, yeah. uh, picking your brain, trying to understand how things work. Because I, I like to be a sponge. I like to soak up as many information. So the mm. resources you get. And you I do. Really, That's good. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Dream Center. Yeah. yeah. No, we love, we love everything that we get to be a part of for you. I'd love to hear um, as we kind of get close to time wrapping up, what has Steadfast Hope the ministry looks like up to this point like what what areas are you in what have you seen the lord do kind of what are some of the highlights from so a couple of stories that come to my mind one guy i won't say his name but he's in Oconee county mm-hmm. guy is 62 years old he's retired a black gentleman and he's in this rehab and we do this uh, class on finance and so i'm teaching some basic stuff you know money coming in money going out what do you do with the extra? I try mm. to teach them about, you know, if you're a believer, give to the Lord right. and give to others, be a generous person. And then last one, you know, save it or use it for retirement. Mm-hmm. So this guy, uh, he says, Jonathan, can you look at my numbers? Here's a, re- a retired man and he's making money. He says, Jonathan, uh, what I've learned is like, I've never budgeted in my life. This is the first time uh, I think of a, another gentleman, a high school student. So let me back up. So we're in six different locations. We go to a rehab. We go to a continuation school. Mm-hmm. A continuation school is basically, I call it the mini Alcatraz, is where all the kids in Pick- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pickens yeah. County, uh, junior high and high school, they go here. And, and I'm trying to encourage and equip them and teach them some classes. But there's one gentleman, uh, big guy, uh, 6'2", 250 pounds, and uh, you know, obviously he doesn't want to be there. Right. And so I tell him, like, yo, if you don't want to be here, just chug up the deuce and, and bounce. And, and, you know, he's just <laughs> there, just chilling. And I'm like, so I'm praying. We're in the gym. I see a basketball. haven't played competitive sports. Yeah. So I'm about to take a guy who's not really double my size, but he's a big boy um, football player. Yeah. And so I pray, Lord, if I play basketball, help me to win. <laughs> I know that's not the best prayer. Hey. So I asked the guy, I said, hey, if I beat you one-on-one, yeah. you got to tell me your story. By God's grace, I, I beat him. Yeah. And he tells me a story how he moved from North Carolina to here. And just a lot of uh, sad stories of, of, of his life and his journey. And we got to know 
Matter of fact, he graduated from that continuation school, and now he's back to his own wow, school. Come on, but I'm really appreciative that. Also, go to a Section Eight uh, complex. Uh, my first guy, his name is Mr. Gordon. Probably mm-hmm. he's in the '60s or '70s, and he's been a blessing. Art bandwidth, if you will, yeah, is like three to six months short term, and then the long term is about a year. We're yeah. about two and a half years with this guy. Hey, yeah. And the reason why we're there, even though we have boundaries, is because he loves the Lord and he wants to grow. Right. And so for me to walk away from that, it would be hard. Yeah. And so we've just been enjoying that. There's a lot of other stories and we're in different places, but it's been a good, it's been good. That's awesome. That's where the really cool piece of obviously wanting to equip and encourage these men to step into a, a different way of outlook Yes. on life but also there's always going to be those few cases and we see it here all the time with oh, yeah. residents with clients to where it's like we want you to we want you to get what you came here for so that you can step into the next season but also mm-hmm. if you need a little extra time we're going to like yes. we're not going to rush you out the door we're going to want to that and grace. that's that's a part of the discipleship that comes in to where it's not just getting them on track it's also walking through life with them and it's been uh, i got a share this uh, there's been a couple of guys who've been willing to step up and help lead so that frees me up so right. a guy Quale yeah and John and uh, Emmanuel so I really appreciate them helping to ease the burden because when you start something we were only in Clemson at this Creekwood and now God's opened six doors wow for us to just meet people in two different counties so I really appreciate that glory to the Lord yeah that's awesome so what does the future look like for you? What are you praying for? What are you hoping for, dreaming for, for yourself or for your ministry? What are you looking forward to? I want to better myself by getting educated and equipped. Uh, right now, someone talk, told me about this mental health peer service where I can get certified. So I want to do that because yeah. I know there's a lot of people who have mental issues and right. struggles. You know, I did that through the VA. Mm. Definitely want to expand and get more people on staff. You know, it's just me. Definitely need an administrator. But what I envision is to see these small pockets of community give back, yeah. see men rise to the occasion. Uh, there was a statistic I saw, 18.4 million uh, children have no fathers. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the statistics, how things become more depraved, yeah. it's sad. So I would like to see that statistic drop yeah. and be a part of that, you know, and to see God be glorified and all that, see people want to change and help you know their their wives their spouses their kids and see a, a new generation no that's great it's incredible incredible. incredible and that's and going back to what you said about you being a sponge like it really is so true i feel like every time we get to have a conversation it's like we just check up and then it's like an hour of us just bouncing yes. off each other and yes. trying to share some tips and some tools of what we're learning so i appreciate that and your willingness to to learn and you're always asking what you can be praying for for me and like i'm just thankful for your friendship and the relationship that we've gotten to build through you teaching here so just thank you for all that as well i think it's kind of cool because like this is the first time i'm really getting to meet you and hear your story um my favorite part of your whole thing was the idea just a slow miracle a lot of times we pray and ask Mm -hmm. god for like instant healing instant whatever but like there's so much beauty and kindness from the lord when it's a slow miracle and i see that radiating from your life appreciate that I, I am grateful that he brought that suffering you know people say it's satan or it, but if we believe that god's sovereign yes and he's in control then he's the one that's going to get me through it and matter of fact a, a quick testimony yeah boy eugene he shared that his mom came to faith through my suffering and if it was worth that you know what i mean Jeez. i got chills <laughs> yeah wow i still got chills so i was really grateful for that wow 
And you're right. I was actually praying. I thought when I got diagnosed, I was like, I'm going to beat this in six months. Here we are four years later. Right. So that's a great reminder. Man, that's awesome. Great perspective. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being here today. Mm -hmm. Thanks for taking the time to come out. And um, and I know I've said it a bunch of times today already, but just thank you for how you serve the kingdom and how you've partnered with the Dream Center. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, as we get more men clientele here yes, at the Dream Center yes. and finding ways that we can keep partnering together, I think it's going to be a really, really beautiful bond. So just thank you oh, for everything that you're doing. It. Appreciate you too in the Dream Center. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here this week. We'll see you guys on the next episode.